Welcome to the mini bonus episode of the Champagne Comedy Podcast. My name is Matt and I just want to say thank you so much for your support for this independent little podcast where a small group of fans gather together to ramble on and on about our worn out VHS copies of ABC's The Late Show, which ran from 1992 to 1993, starring one of the greatest comedy teams around, The D-Generation, and also Working Dog, which they eventually evolved into. So... This fan site, champagnecomedy.com, has been online since 1996 and we try and share news, interviews and other stories that have involvement with a group we all love and laugh with. You know, we all do that. Right now we would usually have another review episode but we're on a break until mid-January 2021 but we have some future fan guests planned and some other gems that we're trying to gather all for your entertainment. Thanks for the feedback too, whether it's positive or a water key. We're always trying to improve on making this podcast as entertaining as possible. We may not have the budget and the time like other podcasts out there, but we love what we do and you keep downloading, so we're obviously doing something correct. Now, in this bonus mini episode, I've included two archived interviews I've recorded one-on-one with Tom Gleisner and Santo Gilaro. Now, these were recorded in 2014 when Have You Been Paying Attention was still in its infancy and Santo Samaned, uh, insert sports title here, has just jumped over to Foxtel. Now, to keep you entertained and subscribed, I've compiled them together here. Now, I apologise in advance. I was quite nervous in these interviews and had very little confidence meeting idols pretty much for the first time ever. So this first interview is with Tommy G, recorded at Channel 10 Studios in Melbourne, moments after I've gone to a recording of Have You Been Paying Attention? Now the show has come a long way since the original recording, so keep that in mind when it comes to certain little bits. Enjoy. What do you say to people who try to compare the show to other game shows such as uh, Good News Week, any other type of news quiz shows? I think the biggest feature we cling to with Have You Been Paying Attention and Point of Difference is its topicality. We insist on doing it weekly. Uh, and whilst there have been you know, news-based quizzes before, many of them, um, often they do fall into the, uh, the trap of uh, recording you know, a month's worth of episodes up front. So we found they, they often get a little bit... Um, disconnected from the genuine news whereas with this show we really do we're writing questions right up to the day we record so I think it's topicality is perhaps it's genuine topicality is perhaps a point of difference How many uh, staff are on the team for behind the scenes preparing the show? Uh, well, we have uh, two researchers who, who uh, assist in coming up with questions and putting them together um, Rob and Santo my two colleagues are, are also actively involved because they'll sort of uh, have a look at the questions and you know, think of uh, uh, ways to phrase them and, and segment ideas. So uh, like everything Working Dog does, um, we're all Rob Santo, uh, myself, Michael Hirsch, in this case Jane, great to have back, um, are all involved even if not all of us are on camera. How the game, well, the show originated, um, did it start from the podcast with Santo, Sam and Ed or was it you know, from the two segments that were on the late show originally or... How did the idea come around? The idea uh, came about when we were filling in um, on a drive-time radio shift on Triple M in 2012 during the Olympics. 
um, Santo and Sam, in fact, uh, hosted that show. And I, I came in each day um, for the two weeks we did the show with an, with an Olympics quiz, obviously, and um, fired questions at them from the previous night. And it was just such a fun and, and um, a sort of effortless format. And then it was Rob Sitch, who was actually away at the time, came back and, and heard it and said the fateful phrase, that'd make a good TV quiz. Uh, and that's often the way things work with us at Working Dogs. Someone might have an idea, someone else might recognise the idea, someone else might take the idea and knock it a bit sideways. It often can be quite a kind of an organic process. So, yeah, it, was, uh, it came out of uh, that very short and simple radio um, quiz. We liked the idea, uh, so we, we piloted it um, in um, the following year. You know, nothing, nothing moves fast with us. Uh, but I think the following year we mentioned it to, to Channel 10 and they were uh, you know, interested. So we, uh, we tried it out. And uh, we also we love the, um, having five comedians as contestants. It sort of, uh, I guess it really does increase your chances of, uh, you know. Yeah. And um, who chooses the talent for like your special guests? While you've got Ed and Sam um, sure. constantly occurring, is it whoever's available or how far in advance do you plan that? We try and plan a couple of weeks in advance, especially with uh, busy people. They, you know, they can't just drop, you know, necessarily come down on a, on a weekend at, at a moment's notice. Um, but there's no great science to it. In fact, planning planning for um, have you been paying attention? I, I have distinct deja vu to back in when we used to do. Thank God you're here, or even the panel. You know, who will be on next week? Who will be the guests? Uh, it's the sort of thing you can kind of only feel. Someone comes on and is a natural fit. Uh, I think we decided fairly early on that Sam and Ed were, were wonderful and important bookends to the show. And having them there, they know how to play the game. They know how to keep it moving. They can, you know, they, they, they understand the importance of not just doing jokes but also getting questions right. Yeah. Um, that's a real safety net and it means you can roll the dice with you know, people who've never done the show before and, uh, and just see how it goes from there. Fantastic. How much is the uh, show improvised? Is it 90% or is it um, partially scripted or anything like that? It's not scripted in, in any sense. I genuinely don't know the answers that are coming uh, at me, which you, pro- you can probably yeah. tell, especially <laughs> when I'm, I'm uh, somewhat taken aback. Um, we obviously let everyone know the, you know the general topics for the week, but if, you, if you're appearing on the show, you know, of course you, know, you, you run an eye over the news and you realise... Uh, What's the sort of questions that are likely to be asked? How much they prepare? I suspect someone like Ed's a, Ed's a really diligent comedy writer, and I, I, I'm sure he's got an armory of things. Although sometimes we throw stuff at him, and it just he pulls stuff out. He's a great improviser too, but you know, it's, it's a largely improvised show. Um, do you have uh, any uh, dream um, person to come on the show or anything like that, um, such as like Dead or Alive? Um, I, it would be lovely to try uh, someone visiting from overseas, I think would be a great flavour. Obviously, we'd have to make sure the questions weren't too domestic. Um, but, you know, sometimes when... Uh, I remember thinking a year or so ago, Will Ferrell was touring promoting Anchorman 2, and he was, well, he was working hard, he was appearing on everything. And someone like that would just be, you know, would that be wonderful to have a, you know, the energy and the, the sort of uh, slightly different uh, take that you would get from someone like him? Um, but there's plenty of um, homegrown talent. We've got the Melbourne International Comedy Festival coming up in a, a couple of weeks, so we'll be you know, subject to availability trying to drag a few of uh, those performers on. Cool. And now the second interview I present with Santo.
The day after recording of Have You Been Paying Attention, I went to a recording of Santo Salmoned's Total Football in South Yarra. Now, in this chat, Santo talks about more than just sport. He also dives a little bit into the late show and frontline. Enjoy. First of all, I admit, I'm not a big sports person. However, I have watched any okay. of your shows because, like, you know, sports fever, uh, cup fever, and total football. In fact, I got Foxtel just to really? the show go. Um, and I'm really interested in that because most of our fans are football fans, soccer fans. And... We we like we love the fact that hopefully there are people that just watch it because they just want to see good old fashioned kind of comedy. But how, in t- okay, in percentage term, how much can you still enjoy a hundred percent of it, or you, do you enjoy sixty percent of it? What, you know, how much of it do you just go? Oh, I only wish I knew that. Yeah. Or do you just get do you just get it and don't worry about the fact you don't know about stuff? It's fifty fifty okay. because you know when you're doing all the questions, I'm yeah. going. I may know that answer. I'm not sure. Like okay. I knew uh, about um, Jim and Terry. Oh, uh, right. Thing, okay. In fact, but, nobody... But yeah. I hesitate because I was about to yell at Jeff and Terry from... <laughs> well, you know yeah. what? The, before we did our rehearsal, Rob had to... That we just... Rehearsal. I mean, as in just so that the, the crew needs to know what we're doing. Otherwise, we just blah, blah, blah it. Rob had to poke his head back in and go, can you just remind us which one of, which one of us <laughs> is Jim and Terry? So... You know, it's just who knows. Yeah. And and you're right, Jeff and Terry. You know, if you go back to, if you go back before the Late Show, Jeff and Terry used to be me and Vici in the in in D Generation used to do. I don't even know their names, but two very similar guys. And then Vici just wasn't there anymore, so Rob basically started doing the same kind of characters. So, and I don't know what their names are, and yeah. and Jeff and Terry. I don't know who's Jeff and who's Terry. As long as the same deliverance is right there, so you can make up any yeah, name you yeah, want. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But look, it's interesting that you do watch it, um, and it still makes some kind of sense. Yeah, because um, it's like with the with Raw and HG, you mm. know, they've got their own niche style of mm. comedy delivering the sport, like the cheekiness of um, with. Uh, said recently the Winter Olympics yes. and all that and their own character style yeah, 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 yeah. descriptions you guys have got the same thing as well right right um, but it's a unique presentation uh, because yeah. fans like myself who mm. follow you guys all the way through mm. they know your style and that's what they keep right right it. yeah 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 so yeah there's yeah. I, I can only it's it feels you know what it's a long time ago, but it feels exactly the same as doing the Late Show, to tell you the truth. It's alive. It, you don't quite know what's about to happen. We quite enjoy deaths. You yeah. know, we quite enjoy when something doesn't roll in at the right time. It's, I, I think we're kind of addicted hmm. to just live. So, you know, when, you know, when I walk out of here, I'll have a producer come up to me, I'm so sorry that I rolled the wrong thing in or that that didn't come in on time. And I have to keep saying, no, you don't understand. When that happens, it's perfect because you are constantly reminding your audience that it's live and it's what I love doing. So what we're doing there and what we did in the panel and I guess what we were doing in live shows and, you know, it, it just feels the same. What we're doing in radio, yeah. it, it feels the same and and I wouldn't do it any other way than live. With the whole, um, <coughs> sorry, with Santo Seminet's Total Football, how, how many people... Uh, working behind the scenes obviously you can't watch every single game you know during well interesting you say that because the guys stir me about how much football I watch I promised that I wouldn't watch that much but I end up 
doing it. Is this like you're binge watching? You know, we Game do. It is binge watching. So luckily, the season only goes for what forty weeks. Then, well, is it forty weeks? No, don't, don't you finish in May. We roughly? finish in May, so yeah. we start in October, finish in May. I don't even know how many weeks that is. <laughs> Too um, long. But we have no researchers, so we made a decision very early on that we would only research the stuff. We would only do our own research. We have people around, like the guy, um, Ramel, who just left before, he's an editor here. Because as we were preparing for the show, there were two games that we physically couldn't keep our eyes on because we were preparing and editing for this, for, for the show. He kept an eye on a couple of things and then just came up to us and said, hey, look, this happened in that game. Did you want to have a look at it? So two or three things in that show was, were pointed out to us from somebody else, but otherwise it's stuff that we watched during the week. Yeah. We do our own editing. We have two editors in the suites, but we're there with the... Everyone edits their own stuff with an editor. Uh, so we don't... Oh, I'd, I'd, I think I'd hate to do a show with, where it was completely... Not completely researched, but even where a lot of the stuff was given to us by a team of comedy writers. Uh, I, you know, we have some really, really good guys that write to us and say, this is my experience. You know, do you need an extra writer? And, stuff? and we look at that and we go, shit, they're really good. They're probably more qualified than we are in terms of comedy or... or or their credentials about who they've worked with. But we thought, and we, we have a particular sensibility and it would probably be harder to actually get someone to think in tune. It, it just takes longer. The only reason we performed in Frontline is that we just figured it would take too long to explain to better actors how to perform stuff. So you go, you know what, even though we're not very good actors, let's just do it ourselves because it's just quicker. Yeah. Um, a lot of the stuff that we've done in our careers... We've decided to act ourselves because, like, like, apart from Rob, who's a very good actor, we're all pretty shit ass actors, but we do it ourselves because it's just quicker. So, the way we do it here is pretty lean. We just do it all ourselves because it's just quicker in a week where we have to be, it's pretty yeah. guerrilla, it's guerrilla television, really. Well, I was going to say the tiny little bits and pieces, you know, from the crowd during the games and all that. Right. How do you spot? So, uh, is it we, summer? Is it just we've learned, we've learned to spot things at, at time six. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> on the IQ. Yeah. So, yeah, we can't watch everything in real time, unless they're games that we want to watch. You know, if, if Melbourne's playing, if, if, if the, you know, some, there are some matches that you want to watch in real time, and you do, uh, because we're determined not to kill our... Our love for the game is, is watching it. So if, this ever, if the show ever gets too uh, intrusive into our, into our personal love for the game, then we'd stop it. So Tom and Rob made a decision not to do any more fishing shows because it got in their way of their love of fishing. Yeah. Um, possibly oh, a river somewhere. A river somewhere, yeah. yeah. So they just realised after a while, if we keep doing this, then we'll, we won't really... We, we want to enjoy our fishing, which is what we love. I suspect looking back at it after all these years, uh, the, our love of our, our own company and our, our own lifestyle got in the way of the, doing another series of The Late Show. So I, I, I caught up with Mick during the week and it was so good to catch up with him. And I guess we love each other's company so much that at a certain point we will probably realise once a particular project starts getting in the way of your own real enjoyment of something, it starts becoming counterproductive to yeah. your comic observations and stuff. So, um, do, you, do you get a lot of people... Um, I'm trying to avoid it through, <laughs> with, with Tom and yourself, but a lot of people are asking about um, stuff from the past... Yeah, 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 that happens a lot. Uh, yes, we do, we, we do get a, a lot, but as you know, we, we love it. We, we love looking at, at no, no, 
actually no, we don't love looking at this stuff <laughs> in the past. We, we hardly look at stuff in the past, but we look back at those days with great love. There's nothing we've done that we don't look back at with fondness. Uh, but we we love moving on. You've got you got your stuff beforehand as well yeah. with the early degeneration yeah, yeah. things, and then you got that. But that was just like pure basis of that's your landmark thing, and it's gone. From Absolutely, there. and and it's great how proactive and and looking forward that it is, and and we're and, always yeah. support them like this what, yeah. like this. I mean, we could it'd be great to do a late show reunion or you know do the panel again in some. It would be great, it really would. But then what happens is it gets in the way of exciting projects like doing a play for the MTC. You yeah, know, that's um, an exciting project. Um, you know what I mean? There's always you know if we if we go back and do stuff, then the thank God you're here would never have happened. So we and. We like to just look forward and do stuff, and some things work and some things don't, but you just keep moving forward. Yeah, I was going to say, uh, sorry to remind you how old everyone is in the group, but uh, because this year is 20 years of uh, Frontline and Funky Squad. Is it really? Yeah. Wow. Wow, so that's a lot. How does that lot. make you feel like a Old. Oh, it does. It makes us feel old, especially when you, you still feel young because you're writing stuff, and I, I still feel like I'm right. In a strange way, I feel, still feel like I'm writing what I used to write at university in our reviews, in a yeah. way. Just that the, pla- the platform gets bigger and bigger. But um, all of a sudden, you look, you tell me the stuff like that, and all of a sudden, you get this, this reality check, and yeah, it is a long time ago. But, you know, everyone gets old, everyone... Yeah, well, speaking of a little bit of Frontline, um, what was your reaction, um, or the whole fact that Frontline's part of the uh, curriculum in high school? Kind of weird, kind of weird. I I was kind of surprised. It really shocked me when a friend of mine from Sydney said, like, my daughter's doing Frontline at school. I'm like, oh, up in Sydney as well. And she said, can she talk to you because she's doing a some kind of test on it? And so I said, sure. And she said, look, the question is about... um, uh, sexual politics in the office place, and I'm sitting there going, "When I wrote that, when we wrote that, we, you know, that was the, I mean, the the gender thinking about gender in the office, it was so not in our mind. So it's funny how things take on their own life. Yeah, you write them in a particular way. So you know, the castle gets seen as some kind of. I've seen it written up. It's like a. It's some kind of uh, metaphor for Aboriginal land rights. And you're going, well, I'm glad you think that, but that's not how it was written. Yeah. So same with Frontline. It's sometimes it, uh, sometimes a, too much gets put on it. It was just intended to be a comedy. We were going to set it in a radio station, to tell you the truth, when we were first going to write it. That was one possibility. But in the end, we just thought, let's set it in a current affairs. I'm more than happy to put up my hand for that. Since <laughs> my, I've got a big radio background. So, so yeah. So, yeah. look, people make, make of it what they will. That's it. On behalf of Alison, Daniel, Kim, Prue, Tony and myself, thank you so much for downloading, subscribing, listening, emailing, giving us a rating, leaving a review, tweeting, correcting, giving us more information. You know, we're fans just like yourself. So if you want to support this podcast a little bit more, simply just share it. That's all you need to do. Simply spreading the word helps us a lot. Also, if you know anyone that worked behind the scenes, you know, was an extra or has some type of direct connection to The Late Show, let us know. Send an email, champagnelateshow at gmail.com. We would love to pick their brain. We'll be back mid-January 2021. We still have more episodes to cover. I'm Matt for the Champagne Comedy Podcast. Catch you next time. Thank you for listening to the Champagne Comedy Podcast, created by fans for the fans. For more information on this podcast, please visit champagnecomedy.com. Produced by Matt Fulton Productions, mattfulton.com.au.